When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class, and open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. I almost said open up your textbooks to 1994 because I don't know what to say anymore. I've ruined my own life. So He's just tired. It's I am tired. And this is episode two of season two of Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. And Boy Meets World. And Boy Meets World, which is the show that we watch. Um, I, do we really... So I'm torn on this stuff because when you listen to other podcasts, and I do... And you do. Uh-huh. Usually, on most of the episodes, at the beginning, they're like, what we do is we play Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. No, and blah, blah, we blah, don't blah, need blah. to do that. It's so no. annoying. And I don't think it's annoying. Well, That's it's, it's so annoying. judgmental of you. No, it's annoying for us. Like, obviously, we talk about Boy Meets Exactly. Girl. That's what I was saying. Like, Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World. Like, it's in the title. But see, you don't listen to TV show podcasts. No, I, don't. I do. They do not. They don't do that? Not every time, no. Okay. What do they do? Can you tell me stuff so we can uh, just do that? They just start talking. They're like, "Welcome to welcome to whatever whatever show we're show watching. We're watching." <laughs> and then usually they just like shoot the shit for a little while. Hey, how's the shit? <laughs> I'm shooting it. Okay, okay. gross. <laughs> it's like skeet shooting only with poop. Wow, good start. It's good, right? No. Um. <laughs> What, how is everything? Everything's good. Cool. We're exhausted. We're so exhausted. Uh, I think I've never felt this exhausted before recording before. Yeah. I. It's hard. I don't like saying that because then people are going to listen and they're going to be like, yeah, they're definitely more yeah, exhausted. I don't think so. Uh, definitely. For sure it happens. But here we are. We we had a craft show today. <laughs> we together we had together. a craft show. Tanya had one. I dropped her off and then never left because yeah. she needed 500 things. Oh, it was a lot. I am I feel really bad. I'm afraid you're going to resent me for all of it. But the wind today was insane and it was blowing everything off my table. And Alden was trying to do everything he could to find things that would help with that problem. Like driving all over the place. At one point, he went to one store and I texted him. and I was like, I think I got it. So then he came back, and at that point, it was... That, well, I, did, I came back because she said, I need food and water and coffee. It wasn't like, hey, you think you could... think you could... Maybe... <laughs> no. So, I hadn't ex- eaten anything all day. I'm exhausted. Um, yeah, so she had another craft fair. That's number two. That's number yep, two. number two. And you guys were here for all of it. Yeah, you're following me on my crafting journey as well as my podcasting journey one day she's just gonna be like she's gonna run her own craft shows no i want a yarn store okay i want a yarn and tea shop okay well then that's what that's what this journey is actually you think and i want to solve mysteries in my spare time okay well as i was saying (laughs) you think you're here to listen to us talk about boy meets world but uh a hundred years from now when we finally get through boy meets world you're going to hear the the blossoming journey of a yarn store slash mystery Pikachu detective. <laughs> you can edit it down to listenable. I don't have to. Um, <laughs> My laugh is loud. I'm sorry. So how's it going? It's going really well. How's it going for you? So we watched Boy Meets World. Episode two. 
yep. of season two. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? Pairing off. Pairing off. I think so. <laughs> Pairing off. The pair off. Kids pair off. What? Boy pairs off. She's having a stroke. <laughs> what? Why do you? You like? You wait until just, your laugh to like lean in. It just the laugh propels me forward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's called the pair. Oh uh, no, pairing off. <laughs> boy meets girl meets boy. No, damn it. <laughs> boy meets world. Yes. Season two, episode two, pairing off. Yay! The Hulu blurb. It's blurbing time. It's a very small blurb. It's a very small blurb. It explains a lot, though. When Corey becomes aware that everyone is part of a couple, he tries to get a girlfriend. Ooh. Blurb finished. Yeah! That's like the crowd yeah. like, doing the, like, we're turned on thing. <laughs> um, directed by David Trainer. Oh, wow. I think he directs most of the season, yeah. if not all of it. And written by Jeff Minnell. We've heard that name. And Glenn Mertzer. I don't remember that one. I don't think so, no. But Jeff Minnell for sure. Mm-hmm. So Jeff and Glenn got together on this one and knocked out a, a doozy of a sex education episode. Yeah. Uh, every every teenage po- podcast, every teenage TV sitcom? show, sitcom, has to have a sex ed episode. Mm-hmm. We've already had two now, though. Like, we had one last season. Season one had one. Yeah, this is different. This is way more of like a hey he's in high school now mm-hmm. and his brother is older and in high school now it's different than well he's in middle school and he's figuring out that he likes girls sometimes or doesn't like girls sometimes and other people are moving faster than he is like this is oh hey eric is six, 16 or 17 years old so mm-hmm. he has a sex drive and cory doesn't know how to talk to girls mm-hmm. at all and sean does but we're gonna get there yeah uh, so classroom or not? Does it start in the classroom? It does not. It starts out in the hallway, mm-hmm. which I feel like it started out in the hallway last episode yep. too. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if high school is the hallway place. I guess we'll find out. We're high only school two... hallway. Mm. Hallway of high school. Pikachu. <laughs> or so we're only two episodes in, so we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Let's. We're taking all bets. Uh, hit us up. BMG and BMG and BMW at gmail.com. We'll bet. We'll bet the fucking house. No, we will not. (laughs) They can bet money, though. They can bet money, and we can just take that money and put it into better podcasting equipment or something. Also, real talk, we're not going to bet anything because all of you can just check Google and tell us (laughs) how it worked out. You don't even have to watch the episodes to know. You don't even have to listen to us. That's true. (laughs) That's true. We're going to get like. 25 downloads on this episode and 55 emails saying, oh, I'll bet you $1,000 that it's all hallway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it does start, start in the hallway. Um, I don't... Well, so, it starts in the hallway and you're watching two teenagers make out. Yeah. Like, and, going to town. Yeah, like, they're swallowing each other's heads mm-hmm. and Corey and Sean are just staring at them. And they're like, oh, when did that happen? Sean is like, at lunchtime. And Corey's like... What did they eat? And she was like, I don't know, but whatever it was, they didn't get enough. And Mr. Feeney comes over. Yeah, Mr. Feeney came over and just was like, boys, get to class. Yeah, he's boys, like, you, get to class. he calls them Heckle and Jekyll. Mm-hmm. He was like, get to class. And they're like, aren't you going to do something about the fact that they're like eating each other's faces right now? And he's like, hmm, no, they're good students. They get A's. Mm-hmm. They can make out if they want. 
which is crazy. It is crazy. That but, is crazy. But it is a good way to sick burn on Corey Matthews. Yeah. Because Corey says, so, you know, I get C's. Does, what do I get to do or whatever? I don't uh-huh. remember what he said. He's, and and Mr. Feeney says... You don't even get to shake hands. Yeah. He's like, well, by the end of high school, I'm going to be... Uh, I'm going to have an A average and a hickey. And what Mr. did Mr. Feeney say? He said, dream large, Mr. Matthews. Yeah. And that's our TGIF, thank God it's Feeney, because that's the last time we see Mr. Yeah. Feeney. Yeah, we don't we don't get as many like teaching moments with Mr. Feeney so far because he's just the principal. Yeah, I get the feeling that at some point that'll change, and even yeah. though he's the principal, he's gonna be more and more involved. Yeah, um, because you know he's gotta kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, so then we go into the classroom where uh, they are. Uh, they have a substitute teacher. She's hot. She's hot. And so I find it odd that an eighth grade, eighth grade boys are like, I'm going to try to date my teacher. Like, I don't know if that's a thing that's ever really happened. I think it's a thing that's thought about. I don't think it's a thing where they would actively talk to the teacher. Like, but obviously it is because there are eighth grade boys who have dated their teachers and had sex with their teachers. All right. That's true. That's a bummer though. So let's it's not a bummer. Talk about it. You brought it up. It's well, a thing that happens. You're like, I don't know if that's a thing that happens. Yeah, they don't. They don't date their teachers. They have illicit affairs. I don't remember any eighth graders though. Like in my time, you went to private school with not teachers that would be the subject of an eighth grade boy's infatuation. <laughs> They're nothing like those, those hussy, those hot Philadelphia um, teachers, <laughs> public school teachers. Uh, anyway, so they are very infatuated with the, their substitute teacher. Sean immediately decides he's going to hit on her and tell her that he is 24. Yeah. 24 that he was held back 50 times. Mm-hmm, and, and she's and like, what are you doing in this, in an eighth grade classroom? He's like, can you keep a secret? I'm a cop. Which was actually really funny. It was pretty funny. And she just like, sit down. Mm-hmm. And then she says, can anyone <laughs> tell me where the uh, uh, where the ovaries are located? And she goes, officer. And he says, I can't figure out anything that's not in my own parts. So then she goes to Corey mm-hmm. and asks him. Not She doesn't ask him where the ovaries are. She asks him where the eggs are oh that's right sorry and he says gonads right and she goes you mean ovaries and he's like oh i get those two mixed up all the time Mm -hmm. uh but then he starts to explain like the reproductive system like basically the best way i've ever heard how does he say it i can't remember all the words i was kind of hoping you would be able to Corey matthews it for this little no this is a sleepy day he uh (laughs) he says something like the if there's an egg and there's a there's a there's a sperm and the sperms race it out and the first one to race down the philippines yeah (laughs) race down the philippine tubes Uh uh-huh the first uh sperm there is the winner and the smart one and they call him Corey and out he comes and the rest of life's a disappointment (laughs) but i think that was so clear-headed and and well said because to me what i took from that was that's what alan tells Corey about how yeah he he was he was conceived yeah um because it sounded like something a frustrated dad would say to a kid who wouldn't stop asking right 
But he didn't like sugarcoat it and say something about like a bee pollinating a flower or something. Like he told him the real stuff, which is awesome. Right. So but- so he says it and she's like, oh, wow. Like you actually do have a real understanding of it. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, hey, can I ask you a question though? And she says, what? And then he like motions her closer and is like, come here, come here, come here. How do you say hi to a girl? And she is like prepared for like the worst. Mm-hmm. And it's that. And it's so sweet. Yeah, because he wants to get a girlfriend. Because everybody, everybody has one. And like at this point, he has uh, talked to Topanga. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He tried to hit on Topanga and that went nowhere. Topanga. Topanga compl- untopangaed for a minute. Yeah. She-, she said butthead. And that's very not Topanga. Well, they're having a hard time finding Topanga's identity right now. Yeah, they're really muddling through and they had it. Like They had it at the end of last season and they had it in episode one. Right. So the question is, what happened here? But uh, Maybe it's Glenn. Who's Glenn? Isn't Glenn one of the writers? It's Jeff Manel. Uh-huh. And is it Glenn? Yeah, Glenn Mertzer. Maybe it's Glenn. Glenn didn't know who Topanga was. Yeah, Glenn was like, she's going to turn my boy Corey down. She's obviously the she's worst. She's going to say butthead. Yeah, yeah, that'll get him. And and Jeff is like, eh, I don't know about that, but you know what? I'm going to let you go with it. This is your first time. We'll see how it works out. This has been a look inside the writer's room. We were there. We weren't. We were there. That's how we know. We weren't. Okay, anyways. Disclaimer. I was there. It was before Alden time. I was in the writer's room. Okay, that's uncomfortable. Grown-ass men writing a teenage sitcom and you're just sitting there hanging out. (laughs) Anyway. It was take a random kid to work day. Okay, so uh, yeah, uh, Topanga very swiftly turns down Corey and says that he is, uh, they're friends. And she doesn't want to ruin their friendship, a mm-hmm. lifelong friendship by dating, which is just like out of left field. So that's that's fine. It's whatever. Um, they didn't know how to make Corey ask another girl. It would have been easy enough for them just to say, Corey doesn't want to tr- ask Topanga. He wants a challenge or something. Right. But they didn't do that. Um, I think they had to give Topanga a part, though. Like, they're trying to keep her relevant when she's not really written into the story right now. They mm-hmm. know she's going to be later, I think. Okay. So having, because last episode, it was just like a little like blip of Topanga. And Mm -hmm. this episode is just a little blip of Topanga. But I think it's to keep her on the radar because they know Mm. how it's going to end up at least throughout the season. Right. And I felt like they did that some in last season. um, And it didn't work out with certain characters like Jason. Mm-hmm. Like they had Jason in a couple of episodes and and he was just like blips. And then it was like, oh, he's gone. He's this isn't working. Well, I, I do think it's clear to me that in season one, they didn't have an established TV show. You know, right. it, it likely was all recorded or at least mostly recorded before it ever aired. So they didn't know how it was going to go. They couldn't keep kids there. On a regular basis. Right. The class was constantly changing because Mr. Feedy murdered them all. And um, side note, I was saying that whole story on another podcast and they acted like I was a crazy person. Like so, gasps yeah. across the board. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you would go there with this. It's so dark. Yeah, so I apologize. And we've laughed about this so many times. <laughs> so I apologize. We're like, oh, the children murderer. Yeah, oops. <laughs> um, so anyway... 
but now it's clear that they have an established show and they're able to keep kids because all of the kids are recurring and all of them um so far you you see more and more kids are obviously getting a chance to play a part yes even if it's just background like Mm -hmm. you see the same kids now there was one girl Mm -hmm. that i noticed when we were watching it tonight Mm -hmm. that was in their middle school class and i mentioned it in passing the only reason i know that she was there was every single time i see her i'm like is that linda carla is it cardellini i think so I always think, is that her? And I look it up and I'm like, nope, it's not. You'd think you would learn. I know, but every single time. Every single time. Um, So I know I've looked that up like three times now. Mm -hmm. And we just started season two. So she's in high school with them and you actually see her. She walks up to Sean after he flips his hair around because he has a... We are jumping ahead. Are we? Yeah. I thought we were like right on it. Um, okay. Go ahead. He... He he talks about how he gets girls to Corey and it's really just by running his hand through his hair and he says he has a 30 foot range. Well, yeah, he's, he's, Corey is trying to figure out how he gets to talk to girls and, um, Sean runs his hands through his hair and, and a girl's like, Hey, Sean. And Corey's like, how do you do it? And he's like, I don't know. It just keeps happening. Every time I run my hands through my hair, just like, you know, just go like this. And he runs his hands through his hair. And then another girl from across the hallway. It's like, Sean, is that you? Sean, I've been meaning to talk to you. Yeah. And uh, so Sean tells Corey to do that. <laughs> and so Sean walked away with a girl that was talking to him. And Corey tries to run his hands through his hair. Corey does not have long, silky hair. Corey has... Uh, Very a, curly hair. Yeah, he's a chia pet head. Yeah. And so he like awkwardly tries to pull it back and looks like he's straining and maybe pooping his pants (laughs) and Topanga runs over and she's like Corey what's wrong he's like uh were you just thinking about me she's like no I thought you had lice (laughs) why do I think that's so funny I don't know but then some other guy comes around the corner and goes well she flips her hair she flips her hair just like nonchalantly over her shoulder and a guy comes like running Topanga I've been meaning to talk to you Mm -hmm. And Corey's like, I've got to get better hair. Mm-hmm. And he's not wrong. Like at- His hair suits him just fine. Okay, as a mom, you can say that. Everybody's beautiful. But when you were in eighth grade, uh, what are they in? Eighth or seventh? They're in eighth. No, you're eighth, seventh. Seventh. If you, when you're the, around that age, that hair does matter. Like I don't think it, mat- it would have mattered to me at all. Okay. As a girl, you've already established that as long as someone showed you a little bit of attention, that's all that mattered. Um, when it come when it came to like me saying yes to them being my boyfriend, mm-hmm. just because I didn't have options, like <laughs> I was not a cute kid, but like I had crushes on people, mm-hmm. crushes on people that did not have crushes on me, and if if they had had hair like that, that wouldn't have even been a factor. But look at all the boys that were idolized at that time. Like, it was Sean Hunter, and it was uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And yeah, but I don't know that the hair actually mattered Devin to me. Devin Sawa, I think I it mattered. Liked, I liked it so much more when every single one of them got their hair cut. Okay. Um, with Sean, it was his eyes. Mm-hmm. With Jonathan Taylor Thomas, it was the fact that he was Simba's voice... <laughs> I love Simba. <laughs> I mean, I don't like. I didn't want to date a lion. I was madly in love with Robin Williams because <laughs> he was the genie. 
It wasn't his hair, I promise. <laughs> um, yeah, it's there were different things. The hair was just there already. That was just the style. Okay. Okay, I think it helped. But um maybe you were into their hair. I mean, it's it, all of the boys who were the heartthrobs at that time had the same haircut. Yeah. I don't think that's a coincidence. Um but anyway, I felt the same way when I was that age. I was like, I got to get hair like that. I grew my hair out to be similar. It wasn't anywhere close to the same because my hair doesn't do that. Right. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Corey wants to find a girlfriend. It's rather here nor hair. <laughs> Corey let, wants to find a girlfriend. Let the record state that I did not laugh. All of those, all of those laughs were from the same person. Who told the joke? <laughs> so, Corey wants to find a girlfriend. Uh-huh. So, I don't... What happens here? He goes home. Him and Sean get to the Matthews house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but something happens before that. Eric walks in to his house, and he has a girl with him. Oh, yeah. We'll call her Jessie from Queen of the Damned. Uh, okay. That's an oddly specific name. Um, Jessie from Queen of the Damned was also in episode one of season two. Um, she was oh, at the yeah. she was at the table sitting with Eric talking and flirting when Sean came by to talk to him about Corey getting beat up, and she's the girl who said when Eric said I don't know who Sean is, she said Oh that's too bad. Oh yeah, you're right. But mm-hmm. it was her blonde friend that ended up going in the locker with him. Yep. Um, anyway, so Jesse follows Eric into the house and he's like, all right, let's set the table and do homework. Like, he has the best of intentions. And she's like, don't you want to show me around? And he's like, uh, what? Like, two and the, rooms? And the crowd is like, ah, we're so turned on. And then, uh, so he takes her and he's like, yes, there's a room right here. It's the living room. And he sits on the couch. You can sit on the couch. Well, up until now, we've seen him make out with girls uh, all over the couch. Right. So I think he's thinking we're going to make out here on this couch. Which would have probably been fine with anyone. Like, it would have been like, ugh, he's making out. But it wouldn't have been like, oh my gosh, he's making out. Right. Because um, it's happened many yeah. times. And they've so walked again, in on it. And his intentions are not awful. Right. His intentions aren't bad at yeah. all. But, um... And neither her. She wants what she wants. She says, you're going to show me upstairs. Don't or don't you have an upstairs? And he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, actually, we didn't even have one. I, w- I knew you were coming over, and I told him to put it in. So they go upstairs. Well, f- she goes, uh, do you have rooms upstairs? And he's like, yes. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Yes. And he follows her upstairs. Right. And what's the first room they come to? Well, we don't know yet. We find out in a minute. Oh, yeah. Corey and Sean walk in. They are having an argument about girls. Corey's like, I don't even want to do this anymore. Why Why do we do this? Like, this is super pointless just to find a mate, which is such like a already too cynical for childhood thing to say. Like, hey there. Welcome to Alden in seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you were like pulling chicks. Yeah, well... That's not the point. Like, you were not having the problem that Corey was having. You were the Sean. Not really. So, a little backstory on me, if we're going to do this right now. We are. Uh, I I always have been the kind of person who could kind of date whoever I wanted. And that's... Hold on. Bear with me. Bear with me. <laughs> Bear, because that's his last name. Bear with him. Let the record state. <laughs> 
that I, none of those laughs came from me. <laughs> Bear with me. Uh, it it all it always came with work. I I was never the guy where girls would be like, "Ooh, let me date him." It was always like if I liked a girl, I would talk to her and and win her over. So it was it was work for me. It wasn't Sean. It wasn't run my hand through my hairs hairs and the girls would show up. It was weeks of passing notes and saying, "Hey, I really like you" and whatever. Um until what age? Until forever. Like it's always been like that. I've always been the kind of person who I have to get to know a girl first. She's I'm never like the guy at the bar where a girl is coming up to me and talking. Okay, I'm the, I see what you mean. I'm the guy who, after a full night of talking, just like casually, you get your face a girl licked. is like, oh, hey, I'm into this guy. It, it takes that getting to know me first. I don't know what it is about my face, but it doesn't scream. I want to I want to bang it out with this guy. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> He's, he says these things. But I knew um, a million girls uh-huh. that just liked him. Like, yeah, they knew him. Our school was super small. But I think and that's, they yeah, had that's been it. around him for a long time. Exactly. You're but he-, he was the cute guy, too. But you're proving my point. Like, these were all girls who knew me. But you didn't like them and, like, woo them. Oh, that's true. That's true. But it still was a process of them getting to know me mm-hmm. first. Um and I don't, I don't understand that. I've never have, but it is what it is. Um, I don't know what to say now. You have a really good face. Okay. I liked your face before I liked your personality. Thank you. You're welcome. You still don't like my personality. I love your personality. I'm with your personality all the time. So anyway, Corey wants to get girls. He's very upset that he can't get girls. So he just says, you know what? Screw it, Sean. We don't need to do this girl thing. Let's stop talking about girls. And Sean says, cool, I'm leaving. I got to go find girls. And he leaves, and Corey sits down on the couch, says, I'm bored, and hears sexy music coming from the f- upstairs, and... Follows it. Follows, follows it. Follows the sexy and music. And says, hold on, hold on. <laughs> and he hears the sexy music. If 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 I had heard sexy music in my, my house, I most certainly wouldn't go upstairs and say, Mom? Dad? Is that you? <laughs> like... <laughs> If our kids came into the house... We're not having that discussion because our kids listen to the show sometimes. Oh, that's true. Yeah. We're okay, done there. We're done there. Yes. Um, yeah, it's it's uncomfortable. and But th- that's the first thing he did. I yeah. wouldn't have done that in seventh grade. And then... And then he just, the he just bursts into the door. He opens... Where his brother is on top of a girl on their parents' bed. Uh-huh. You would never... Like, okay... The bursting in the room, kids do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in eighth grade, though, but like little seventh. kids do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, seventh grade. Sorry, I'm still so confused about this whole high school thing. Me too. But kids do that sometimes. You know what kids don't do? What? Make out on their parents' bed. This is not the only hey. sitcom that this happens hey. on. Did you make out on your parents' bed? I did a lot of stuff on my parents' bed. Stop. Are you serious? <laughs> Let's move on. I am so upset by this right now. So I'm just trying to point out that you're wrong. You just didn't have people at your parents' house a lot. We People were at my parents' house all the time. The dude you made out with? Yes. You never went into your parents' room? Never. Ever. Mm. Ever, ever, ever. Why? Why? You know. have You have a room. I don't know. You always had your own room. I, I shared a room with my sisters. So that's the thing. Eric, I think if I were writing this episode, I would have explained that a little bit better. But I would feel like that Eric in that situation probably 
thought, this is way better. If I go into my room, she's going to see all my brother's stuff. And it's going to be weird because she's going to see all my little brother's she's, my little brother's bed is going to be there right next to my bed. And this looks like it's my room. Like it's it's just one bed. And That's an interesting perspective. That was my first thought. I was surprised when they never explained that. Okay. I was just like, ew, that's disgusting. Hmm. Yeah. Well, but when a girl is like, and he says, she sits, he says later on, yeah. she sat down on the bed and patted the bed and said, come here. So like at that point, when you're 16 years old and a pretty girl goes, come here. Okay, sure. I'd be like, can we go to my room? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Also, please keep your earrings in. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler. Gosh, you're so not Corey, good at not spoiling things. Well, I didn't explain what happens. Corey walks into the room without knocking. Just opens the bedroom door to his parents where they conceived him and where sexy, sexy music, music was playing mm-hmm, and just stands there staring. And I don't remember what th- they looked up. Eric and the girl looked up and said something to him like, what are you doing? I thought you were supposed to be studying. Right. And he says, I am. Yeah. He's like, we're studying. We're studying. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now Corey's got blackmail material on eric right so he they go downstairs uh cory is sitting at the table at this point uh eric and the girl come down and she is like hey i'm glad this got stopped because gross i'm never talking to you again like wait a second what happened anyway this is so upsetting i mean she's so she's so mean to him kind of yeah but it's an uncomfortable situation too like at that age they weren't caught by her his doesn't parents. matter. They were caught by a kid. Doesn't matter. At that age, you get embarrassed and then you do dumb things. So, yeah, I guess. She's reacting in a dumb way, but yeah. she she got caught and embarrassed. Yeah, I guess so. so. I mean, we'll see. Maybe she shows up again. Right now, she's saying this is in the heat of the moment. She's saying I'm she said I'm leaving. He says I thought we were supposed to study and she said I'm just going to study by myself. And then he says, okay, so I'll see you Friday night. And she says, no. Because she's going to go off and find Lestat, the vampire. Huh? She leaves to go find Lestat, the vampire. Where are the... Who's vampires in Boy Meets World? Is Mr. Turner a vampire? Yes. I don't think so. He's in the sun a lot. He super looks... You don't know that? You only see him in school. You only see him in the school. And when he's out in the sun, he has to wear a helmet because he's on a motorcycle. It's a helmet that covers him from he- from the head to the neck, and then he wears a leather jacket that covers him neck to uh, wrist. Then he has to wear gloves because he's on a motorcycle. His pants and his boots, he's covered head to toe. He definitely looks like he could be a Lost Boys dad. You can't. All I did was say Mr. You Turner. You should tell me a person that's a vampire. Don't just take my name. I No, I had a whole backstory ready. You just happened to say it. Oh, interesting. Anyway, Jesse goes to find Lestat, and mm-hmm. Eric is left with Corey in the kitchen. Yeah. So Eric is like, I'm going to murder you, and then I'm going to dig you up and revive you and murder you again. Because they're vampires. And Corey says, well, yeah, maybe that's why Feeney doesn't want to kill them. Mm-hmm. They're already dead. So F- Corey says, uh-uh, I got you. I got you. Eric says, what do you mean? He said, you were on mom and dad's bed, and I saw you i got you you owe me and eric says what's it's gonna cost and what does it cost 
um, he has to give him oh, that's advice right. on how to talk to a girl. Right. So, and, and what was his advice to Corey? It was look into their soul. Just look and look and look. You don't have to really know who you're picking. You just pick a girl, look at her, give her a compliment, and tell her that you guys are going on a date. And Corey says, how do I know who I'm interested in? And he says, Corey, you don't find someone you're interested in. You pretend to be interested. Which is awful. But I think happens a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think from here we just go back to school. Yeah. Back to school. And Corey's there now with next to the, the new girl who Sean had already told him that he should try to date. And he said, no, he wanted Topanga. And then Topanga shut him down. Right. But he's just sitting there creepily staring at the new girl right because and then the vampire well comes. and the new girl just moved there from wherever tim the toolman taylor lives because she is brad's ex-girlfriend wow so that's why she's there she just transferred to Corey's school i feel like this was probably before really that no. episode of tool time brad I mean, that was brad's first girlfriend okay they dated very young okay she called him Bradley. I remember. Okay. Anyway. We're not doing a home improvement podcast. There's no chance I can make it through that. I wouldn't be able to do it either. I would die. Now, bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> you laughed that time. Yeah, because it was a callback. Uh-huh. Um, I, home improvement's a good show, mm-hmm. but there's so much about it that I hate. So. Yes. I agree. So I, I don't, I can't watch it on a regular, I, when I was a kid, I loved it. Yes, and I, when they first put it out to be able to watch on Hulu, I got really excited, and uh-huh. I would start watching it. You would watch, like, many episodes at a time, and I would realize it, that taught me how much I dislike points of that show. Right. Um, it taught me the same thing, and it taught me that the cons kind of outweighed the pros in it, and that the pros were only things that I noticed when I was a kid. Like the cons were things that adults notice and all of the adult content sucked. Yeah. So all the adult, adult contact Kent. <laughs> Go ahead. All the adult content sucked. Yes. Okay. So back to boy meets world, back to boy meets world. So Corey is staring at her longingly, uh, creepily, just, and he's just staring, and Mr. Turner's talking about something romantic. The vampires? Yep, the vampires. Are vampires romantic? Yes. God, I don't understand that at all. Not to me, but, like, they are set out, like, anything but anything I'm, having I'm asking, to do with vampires, it's a seductive thing. But I'm asking to you, like, are they attractive or seductive um, or whatever? I don't think so, but there is something about them that attracts me to like their stories so from the time i was really young i talked about this on another episode one of the first like classic novels i ever read was dracula Mm -hmm. and i loved it i I loved it so much and i remember seeing interview with a vampire and it was something i wasn't allowed to watch and like loving that because i wasn't allowed to watch it and lost boys i wasn't allowed to watch and that movie was just like it blew my mind. Um, and then I was a young 20-something when the Twilight series came out. Blech. The book series. Well, Blech. Yeah, look. It's awful. However... Still obsessed with it. 
I have this weird nostalgia for it that every once I cannot read the books. Like I cannot, but I can watch the movies here and there. I turned on New Moon yesterday trying to crochet and I got through maybe 15, 20 minutes of it and ended up turning it off. But I still feel like a nostalgia for them. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm attracted to vampire stories. Okay. I just don't, I don't, I mean, I get it. I get where that comes from. Why are we doing this? I get, (laughs) I get where that comes from, but I like, I'm able to see why people feel that way. And then it just, it's not your thing. It's not my thing at all. But I also get that a lot of the attraction to it is that like mystery and like not knowing and, and I, that bothers me that that's like a, a, a seductive technique is withholding yourself from someone. Well, so my biggest, because I love Queen of the Damned, and that's why I knew that the girl, I can't remember what her name is, Marguerite or something. She's, she was in a lot of stuff. Um, but the reason I know that she was in Queen of the Damned is because I watched that movie so much. Mm. It was one of my favorite movies. I saw it in the movie theater. Um and it had Aaliyah in it, and I loved Aaliyah. And mm. the whole setup of it, the music in that movie was so perfect. The aesthetic of that movie was so perfect. The Every part of it, the mystery behind it, Jesse's trying to find Lestat. Like, she believes that he is real. Um, the mystery comes from the fact that, like, you're not supposed to realize that vampires are real. Right. Got it. Got it. So when you are shown something that you believe in that most people don't, like it would be like seeing angels walking around after believing in them for so yeah. long. And it's like, oh my gosh, they really are real. And I want to bone them so bad. That's where it gets weird to me. So anyway, w- welcome to our Queen of the Damned fan cast. Uh, we're in class. Mr. Turner interrupts them. And then he goes to like Vampire Aaliyah or whatever. Um, you say so- Vampire Alita? Uh-huh. Battle and, Angel? Yeah. <laughs> um, you mean Aaliyah? That's what I tried to say. But I'm just trying to get past this part okay, so, so class bad. Is, class is dismissed. The girl stands up. Corey's still staring at her. She can feel him staring at her. So she turns around and she's like, what? And he's like, uh, you have, I just, I love your hair. And she's like, what? And he's like, it. Your hair is, you have great hair. It's, he's like. He says it's exquisite. Yeah, he says it's exquisite. And she just kind of was like, I did comb it differently today. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so you want to go out with me? And she's like, sure. When? Tomorrow after school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's all they know of each other. Yeah. And then Eric is standing outside and he's like, my boy. Yeah. No, woo. Sean. I mean, I meant to say Sean. Um, edit that in, Alden. Sean. <laughs> so they're all excited. Corey doesn't know what to do. Um, they go back home now, right? Yes, they go home. And I think, uh, does Corey talk to Eric about the fact that it's a, like, he got the date? Oh, no, no. he doesn't. It goes to right. the bedroom, right? It goes to the parents' bedroom. Uh-huh. And Amy and Alan are it's getting frisky. Cutest, but it's the cutest exchange. Yeah, like, it's not bad. She's very stressed, and he's, like, trying to rip her clothes off of her, and he's, he's like... 
he's she's, joking. He's trying to like lighten the mood and stuff. And she's wearing this like really big flannel nightgown. He's like, you're looking really Amish tonight. Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of like laughing. And he's like kissing her. And she's like, I'm just so stressed out and blah, blah, blah. blah. And he's like pulling on her. And he's like, what is this battle armor or something like that? And, and then he goes, I can relieve your stress. And they start making out. And then out. she's like, that does sound nice. And then they start smooching. And then they fall back onto the bed. And unbeknownst to them previously. It's the same spot. Well, and she didn't, they didn't see anything on the bed before. The giant earring. But Amy says, ouch. And Alan says, was that a good out? Which, <laughs> weird. But, um... She says no, and she pulls it out, and it's a it's an earring, and Alan is immediately like, I didn't do anything. She's like, I know. She's like, oh, I know. And he's like, wait, what do you mean you know? Uh, and she says, no, I, I know. And then he starts to get really defensive, and he's like, well, I, you know, just today, I was at the, at the store, and a girl was like, is that bread fresh? <laughs> he's like, she's a cute blonde with, with a low-cut blouse. Mm-hmm. This sounded like a conversation that would happen between me and you, only mm-hmm. I'm the Alan. Maybe. Where I would be like, guys think I'm cute all the time. I don't try to say you anybody doesn't think you're cute i know but there's a lot of things that i assume you're thinking all the time and i'm like what do you mean you don't think that guys think i'm cute and you're like i I said nothing i literally just picked up the ketchup yeah it's crazy so um amy says this earring looks doesn't look like something like a woman would wear it looks like something a teenager would wear and she they put it together real quick yeah and she says i'm gonna go talk to Eric and he says no I'll go talk to him and she's like no no I don't need any of that guy dad son winky face face, like oh I know what you did winky face like that's terrible winky face nudge nudge great job son (laughs) (laughs) Um, and he's like there will be none of that you don't even know who I am and then he like does like a fist pump like yeah and they walk out And, and how do you think Eric fares from here forward I guess we'll find out After a word from our sponsors. Welcome to Claire's, where everything is 100 items for $5. You can get seven pairs of cheap earrings for 50 cents. Seven pairs? Seven pairs. Just just in case you leave one on your boyfriend's parents' bed. You can get 75 lip glosses for $6. You can get 85 velvet scrunchies for $2. You can fill a basket for $30. Come to Claire's, buy a bunch of unnecessary stuff that'll break in five minutes, but you'll feel really good about how cute you're going to look tomorrow. Sorry, I get I get lost in the music sometimes. Oh, that was such good music. <laughs> this is the happiest I think I've seen you in a really long time. It was really good music. You're such Thanks. a great musician. God, there's so many people who just listened to that and thought, God, that was terrible. And then you're like, you're so great. And it really probably takes a piss out of them. Am I right? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. So we're back. We're back. Welcome we, back, class. One day, our goal 
is to have a real sponsor in there. So if you'd like to sponsor Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, uh, donations of, of $3 can buy you a spot on our show. If you'd like to advertise your cheap earrings, $3, BMG and BMW at gmail.com. We accept cash. That was, that was our ad. <laughs> that was our real ad. Um, anyway. So, uh, when we left off... What, last we left our heroes. <laughs> Alan they, and Amy were headed to the boys' bedroom. They run down... Or upstairs. They're already upstairs. They run, they run down the hall. They run left. Sure. And they rush into the boys' room, and Eric is there on the bed, and Corey is there at the table. And they say, oh, Amy holds up an earring. She says, you, oh, no, she says, do you have anything you need to tell us? And he says, I don't know. What do I need to tell you? And she holds up an earring and he goes, okay, yeah, I definitely have some things to tell you. And Alan says, and don't use some dumb she wanted to see the house excuse, which is true. That's exactly what happened. I mean, that's what she said. Right. And that would have been a good explanation. He could have said, well, she wanted to see the house, and then she, she wanted to make out on your bed. And maybe more, but whatever. Um, so he says, we were replacing shingles on the roof, and we fell through and landed on your bed? Lucky thing, your bed caught us. Mm-hmm. So they start screaming at him about premarital, not premarital sex, teenage sex. Yeah. and About how, like... He doesn't know just the way Alan didn't know when he was a teenager that he was rushing into things. It wasn't until he was an adult having this conversation that he realized that he rushed into things as a teenager. And he said, one day you're going to have kids of your own. Not anytime soon. Yeah. Um, but Corey is like, "What? Uh, oh, I know he knows a lot about girls. He, Oh, he wasn't in the room yet. Right. He burst in in the middle of them lecturing, and they had said something about, like, what do you know about this? And Corey's like, he no. knows everything about girls. He taught me how to get a girl. And they're like, what did they, what did he teach you? Corey is the biggest narc in history. Yeah. He narked on Alan when he kept Corey up late. Uh, he narked on Eric. Um, he narked on Sean. So this is just, Corey's a narc. And I don't, he just can't keep his mouth shut. Yes. It's never, like, on purpose, purpose. But it purpose, is never, purpose. it is never, like, completely on accident either. Like, he knows, he just can't stop himself. He just starts and then just keeps going. Yeah. Um, he narked on Amy when he thought that Amy was cheating on Alan. That's right. He's that just, was, like, a big narc. He is, like... If these things that he was saying were always true, he would ruin everything in his life. Do you think that maybe Sean thought he was a cop because actually Corey's a cop? Corey's a cop and he's trying to bust Mr. Feeney. Oh my God. He's an undercover cop. Light versus dark, good versus evil. And it all comes from the people you'd expect the least and vampires are about. (laughs) Expest. It's been a long day and a long week and I'm ready for it to be over. So, Corey narks on Sean. Not Sean. (laughs) Corey narks on Eric. And he tells them what Eric has said, where he's like, he told me to pick a girl and ask her out. And And Eric's trying to get Corey to stop. No, 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 no. Corey, answer the phone. Ring, ring, ring. Yeah. And Corey finishes, and Alan's like, what's her name? 
And Corey's like, well, Corey says he got a date. Oh, he says that it worked. I got a date out of it. Right. And that's when Alan says, okay, what's her name? And he said, oh, we haven't gotten that far yet. Right. And and Eric's like, oh, my gosh, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric starts singing Amazing Grace. Yeah. And that's when Alan does the whole, like, one day you're going to be a dad. And um, then he's like, not anytime soon. And Corey, like, goes to laugh about it or something. And Alan yells, learn her name. Um, which was really great. And it so, was. So... Eric's in a lot of trouble because he made out with a girl on his parents' bed. Well, and they assumed that sex was going to happen. Right. And, Which and is a fair assumption. It's a fair assumption. And I think maybe possibly that was kind of the plan. But, I don't even think... Sometimes it's not a plan. Like, right. Like, you make out and you make out and you make out and then it just happens. True. I think... I don't know if... But if the girl just wanted to make out with him, she would have been fine with the couch. That's... Yes. Yes. She wanted the bedroom. Right. She wanted him on the bed. And that's what uh, Eric says. He says... Because Alan's like, how could you do this? And he goes, Dad, she looked at me. She sat on your bed and she looked at me and she patted the bed and she said, come here. And and Alan Alan looks at Amy and he's like, yeah, okay. And she's like, no. And he has to talk to him more. Uh, I really wish sometimes we did a video podcast just because (laughs) your facial expressions and... Everything are so wonderful. I think one day we'll... Ha- I think that's a good plan one day. Like, we have different ideas for things we're doing. Like, special things. Yeah. yeah. In between seasons, we've got, you know, our uh, our trivia show. I'd like to do a and d style show. Yeah. Um, I where- definitely think a video show would be a lot of fun. Yeah, do a video show. I'd like to do a show where we riff tracks, like, uh, an episode. Yeah, that would also, be so fun. I'd like to interview some of the people from the show. That would be amazing if we get to that point. And it would be fantastic to go through an episode with them. Right. Do you remember this episode? What do you remember about this episode? Or just anything at all? What do you think about how Eric responded to in this? You know? Right. Anyway, so in this instance, Eric responded very poorly. Yes. Um, I mean, he knew he was in trouble. Like... Yeah, he says, because Amy says, what do you have to say for yourself? And he goes, what does it matter? I'm dead anyway. Yeah. Uh, because Corey has completely ratted him out. Yes. Which, um, I mean, he didn't have to rat him out. Like, he was already dead. True. They already found the earring on their bed. True. Like, he was already in trouble. They were in there because they found the earring on the bed. True. Um. Uh, so, the next day... But they they did say, by the way... While they were having this argument, Eric said, why are you doing this? Nothing happened at all. And Amy says, how do we know that? And he says, look at my face. Do I look happy? <laughs> and and uh, uh, Alan looks at him and then looks at Amy and goes, yeah, nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the next day. The next day, um, they're back at school and it's the end of the day and... Um, Corey's putting stuff away in his locker and the girl comes over that he's supposed to go on the date with. And she's like, are are you ready? She's like super awkward, which wasn't how she was before. And he was just like, hey, do you feel really weird about the fact that we're going on a date today? And she's like, yeah, kind of. And he was like, I think it's because we don't know each other at all. So I think we shouldn't go on our date and um, we should get to know each other. Mm -hmm. And she's like, how should we do that? I don't know. We could go somewhere and talk, which is like, it's so sweet. Mm -hmm. It's really, really sweet. And, uh, 
But the only problem is he has been told, find out her name. Mm -hmm. He still doesn't ask her name. Well, she uh, volunteers it. After they're already walking out to go somewhere. She hasn't asked him his name. That is, I think she knows his name because he's called well, Mr. Matthews all the time in front of everybody. Well, that's, But that's all she he, she knows. Like, I bet she's just like, oh, yeah, mom, dad, I'm going on a date tonight. <laughs> With I'm Mr. Mr. Matthews. Matthews. <laughs> Her mom is the blonde woman in the, in the uh, low cut blouse that asks about the bread being fresh. And she's like. Oh, I wanted to go on a date with Mr. Matthews. So she's, I mean, she might not know his name. Right. Um, so uh, she says, you know, my name is Wendy. And he's like, oh, okay. Hey, Wendy. Hi. And then she's like, hi. And off they go into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Will this love last through high school? I don't know. What do you think's going to happen? I think she's going to go back to Brad. You think so? Mm-hmm. She's going to move again? Yep. She's going to move. She moved from Detroit. Hold on. She moved from Detroit to Philadelphia. Is Was it in Detroit? Yes. Oh, I didn't know. She moved from Detroit to Philadelphia. Things didn't work out with Mr. Matthews. <laughs> so she moved back to Detroit. You know what? To be fair, I if if one of our kids came to us and said, hey, <laughs> things didn't work out with Mr. Matthews. I'd be like, all right, we're going to Detroit. (laughs) Yes. I liked it better when you were dating that annoying Brad kid. Yeah, we're moving to 8 Mile. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, she was like a short-term transfer student. They also found out about Mr. Feeney's sordid past, so Mm -hmm. they had to get her out of there before she was a victim of his murdering prowess. What? I don't know. He murders children and they didn't want her to get murdered. Remember when you were super not on board with that? I'm just trying to come up with why she had to move back. Mm-hmm. So Corey goes out with her. Um, what's the ending credit scene? The ending credits is he's Corey's in the room at his desk and Eric's in the room at his desk. And uh, Eric like throws his pencil down. He's like, okay, I am banned from giving any advice or anything mm. about girls. And I'm not, I'm not allowed to talk to you about girls. So I need to know, like, what's been going on with you lately? And Corey's like, you mean, how did my date go? And he's like, yes, how did your date go? Um, he's like, it went really well. And she uh, said that she would go on another date with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eric was like, how did like how did you get it to that point? And he was like, well, I let her talk. And I just, like, nodded and smiled while she talked. And he was like, hey, Corey. How did the nodding go? Like, which way did it go? And he starts like nodding in different ways, mm-hmm. and Corey just starts laughing, and it's very heartwarming. Heartwarming. So heartwarming. Uh, yeah. So a little bit to unpack here. First off, our organism. I um, I kind of found Morgan annoying when she was on, so I. Don't remember what she said. I didn't think she was that annoying this episode. She She seems to be having more timing trouble in season two. Okay. Are you calling out the acting of an eight-year-old girl? I'm just saying, like, in season one, the reasons we have Morganisms is Mm -hmm. because everything she said is, like, so on point and, like, hits at a very funny time. It it was, but it was also, like, the way she was saying it was so awkward. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't think that's going to change. So I think in this season, 
but she's, they're she's also a older. They're, she's older, and they're also trying to get her to be a little more feisty. Like mm-hmm. it's less, um, it's less mean. I mean, it's less, it's less snippy and right. more mean. Because she is... says in in the beginning of this episode, Eric comes in with this girl, and he says, "What's going on, Weasel?" And she says, "Don't call me Weasel. My name is Morgan." And he says, okay, you don't like Weasel? And she says, no, I don't like Weasel. I never liked Weasel. You like Weasel. So now you're Weasel. And that was it. She was out. Yeah. So yeah, she's a little a little angry. She's getting I, angsty. I do think, though, that um, the youngest child, she's a girl. Her two older siblings are brothers. Mm-hmm. They're bickering all the time. They're way older than she is. She's just trying to like fit with them. Oh, and, so I get that. Like, I and get... she's she's legitimately getting annoyed, or, uh, ignored all yes. the time. Yes. So she's getting to the age where she's like, "Come on, pay attention to me." Yeah. Which is weird. Do you feel like the baby sister usually gets a lot of attention? Yeah, I don't know why you think she's being ignored. Well, because the boys aren't doing anything with her ever. They they wouldn't. Okay. They wouldn't do anything with her, but the parents do it with her. Like, siblings, did you do stuff with your sister? I can answer that question for you. The answer is no. It's not, like, I don't think she's being ignored. She's just, she doesn't have, she's so much younger than her brothers. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a relationship with my older sister, who's six years older than me, until we were both adults. Mm. And now we're very close. We enjoy each other a lot. But... There was nothing to talk about. Did you have a relationship with your sister who was, whatever, eight years younger or whatever she is? Not until she was a lot older. Hmm. Me and Amy were close. Nobody knows who Amy is. Amy is the sister that is directly under me age-wise. How many years younger? Three. Okay. We're all three years apart once you hit me. So it's, I'm... I've never hit her, by the way. (laughs) Christina is six years older than me. Uh Uh-huh. But then after that, we're each three years apart. So Amy's three years younger than me, and Mel is three years younger than Amy. Okay. Um, Amy and Mel were close. Me and Amy were close. And then once me and Christina were both adults, we became very close. Hmm. Really, once Christina had my nephew, we became very close because then I could babysit, and I love kids. Yeah. But, I mean, before that, we weren't. Okay. So anyway, Tanya hates Morgan now. So I don't I- <laughs> hate Morgan. I just, just in this episode in particular, I found her delivery to be a little bit stunted. All right. So let's get to the, the, the ending. The, the, I was going to say climax of this episode, but after a sex ed episode, I don't want to say no, that word. You can't say climax. You just said it. Uh, how did you feel like this episode went? I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. Um, there's a parallel that they were drawing between a kid who's just entering into understanding girls mm-hmm. and a, a older guy who thinks he understands girls. And in the end, they both don't understand girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so it comes into like this arrow, like this point where it connects them. And in the end, you see that connection happen. Well, and we talk, um, we talked last week, and and we've talked a few times now about how sometimes Boy Meets World seemed 
different than the shows of its time. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit more understanding and a little bit more open than some of the other shows at the time. And this is another one where they went through this whole story about how we don't understand girls, but it wasn't told from the typical sitcom even now even yeah. now a sitcom now would go into because girls are just impossible to understand no they were they didn't understand relationships right and they never made it about like yeah because girls are crazy it always went into like well girls and boys are so different so you can't understand them no right. matter how much you talk to them right. and this was like wait you didn't find out her name how, like you don't know anything about her like how could you do that right um it really is different than any other show. I really do feel like if it were told from a girl's perspective, that it would be kind of the same feel of, yeah, relationships are confusing, man. You know? Yes. Uh, they just, that's, because that's how it is. That relationships are confusing. All of the girls and all of the guys in seventh grade were going home very confused. Yes. It just didn't, even, so, I mean, we talked about how I was, I, you know, I had girlfriends. Right. But, it still was very, very, very different from about seventh grade on. Mm -hmm. From about seventh grade through ninth grade, it was a it was a confusing disaster. Well, everything's so heightened emotionally, and right. I think Corey Corey hasn't hit that emotional point yet, like where he feels emotionally connected to people. Um, right. So he's he's behind the curve he's he watching is. everyone else hit this point and he's not there and, and he wants to be there i think that's another thing that the show is doing really really well is not everyone is moving at the same pace mm -hmm. and they have highlighted this kid who feels kind of out of place and he's not um like an odd one out socially he has friends he has like everything is like average and normal mm -hmm. but you get the sense that he's not like them. Like, he doesn't, he really doesn't understand the girl thing. And for Sean, it's just natural. Sean's like, I yeah, I get it. Like, girls like me, it's whatever. But for Corey, he has to understand, like, how to get to know girls and stuff. And I think that's so important. And again, like, you are Corey. That it's, you are able to draw that um, conclusion about him because that is how you were at his age. Right. I, I had... I had kissed girls mm -hmm. up until this point, but for some reason, at about seventh grade, it turned into like, oh, I've kissed girls, but I've never really kissed a girl. And now I'm so afraid about the right. chance that I could kiss a girl. And I am, I don't know if I want to, and I, I, I don't know how to. And like, it, it just completely changed. And, uh, but it, like, it, even more parallels there, I was picked on. I was also, I had friends who thought I was very cool. Um, I had, had a good family, but, you know, there was a lot going on there, too, all the time. Right. Like, it's just, it's weird how many parallels there are. And I, I know that it's probably, there were a lot of um, intelligent-ish suburban kids who all Related. felt this way. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it because this is how it was. You were never all one or all another right. which is what so many sitcoms are where you're all cool and nothing goes wrong for you right. or you're super tough and no one picks on you 
So you're always the tough guy. Right. Or you're the geek and all of your friends are geeks and everybody is getting picked on all the time. Right. This was very much like sometimes... This is average Joe. Right. Sometimes I'm in a spot where I'm really happy and things are going really great. And then I take three steps to the left and everything sucks. Yeah. And I'm out of place and no one understands me. Yeah. And it's insane how watching the show, you kind of like you start remembering that feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. You're watching it happen, and it captures that so clearly. Um, it's kind of genius. It is. It's very impressive. And it's, yeah, it's crazy that they were able to pull that off so well. I mean, it's... Well, and they pull off the brotherly relationship, at least right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they pull it off incredibly well. There's an age gap there. Uh, they're very different. They do different things. Eric and Corey, they're not socially on the same level, e- not even close, But there's so much, I think I said this in the first episode of this season too, like there's so much like um, real brotherly like love there. Mm -hmm. Um, They act that really well where he's like, I'm annoyed with Corey, but also like I kind of adore my little brother and I want to make sure everything's okay with him. Right. So. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really interesting to see and how much different it is than anything else. Not even at that time, like. I, we, we we say that a lot where we're like well in 1994 this was but it's i can't think of many shows with a family feel to it any many kids shows that had realistic character development and this show does and and as we're in season two we're watching actual real character development right. instead of just episode 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 mm-hmm. like we're seeing movement mm-hmm. um obviously it was a little disappointing to see the inconsistency with Topanga, but again, like we say that only seeing her one scene. Right. If we were watching a show from her perspective, we might have seen her go through a bad day and she was with a friend and her friend said, never date, you know, like her older sister could right. have been what Eric was to her. Right. And was saying, hey, don't, don't date a friend ever. That's stupid. Don't ever do right. it. Like, her older sister was going through a breakup with a friend and losing that friend at the same time. And it could be that way. Right. Cause, so we saw an inconsistent scene. But again, if we're talking about seventh, eighth grade, there were a lot of inconsistencies with your everyday life. Yes. So every single day was different. Who am I to judge is what I'm saying. I don't think either of us can at all. No, um, and I didn't, that's what I, was I do think that it was like almost like a misdirect with Topanga, but it was a blip. It was not even a big deal. It was just a placeholder for her. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here mm-hmm. and, and see if uh, Corey is able to continue this dating spectrum with with Wendy. Uh, Wendy. What's, it, what's his name's girlfriend? Brad. Brad's, Brad's girlfriend. girlfriend. Bradley. Bradley. Okay. Well, that's what uh, she calls uh, him. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Thanks. Oh, I'm so impressed with you. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, what is this? Uh, body armor? <laughs> Anyway, anything else you'd like to say before we go? No, I'm good. Hope everybody likes a new theme song. Oh yeah, are you put you put it on last week's? Yes. Oh, I can't wait to listen to that episode. I haven't listened to it. Yeah, yet. episode one of of season two still hasn't technically technically been edited. It will be edited in a couple hours or several hours. Yeah, we have started recording on Saturday nights. Mm-hmm. We were recording on Monday nights. Saturday night, I'm still like way more into Saturday night. Even though we're exhausted right now, I'm so much more into Saturday night than I 
was Monday night. There's a little bit more freedom to it, but the problem with a little bit more freedom is sometimes we record for an hour and 45 minutes. So that's what we did on season one, or season two, episode one. we may have done that just now, too. No, we didn't. All right, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, It's been real fun talking about Boy Meets World, season two, episode two. What's it called? Pairing Off. Pairing Off. Written by blah, 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 blah. It was Uh, Glenn and Jeff. Glenn and Jeff. We're on a first name (laughs) basis now because we're critics. We're basically their friends now. Uh Uh-huh. Because we're reviewing their show 30 years later. Mm Mm-hmm. How many years is it? Uh, 94. I'm not doing math. 14. So about 25 years later. What? Whoa, it's been like 25 years. No, it hasn't. We're so old. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, this has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 2, Episode 2. You can find us. You can find us on Twitter at BMG and BMW. We uh, have gotten a couple new followers, so thanks for following us. That's true. Uh, we've also got a bunch of feedback from people who are listening now yes. that don't have a Twitter. That don't have a Twitter. Interesting, because I don't know how you market a show without Twitter these days in 2019. Yeah. Um We've heard back on Reddit some, mm-hmm. which is really, really nice to hear. Um, shout out to the Boy Meets Girl. Sorry. Shout out to the Boy Meets World subreddit. Yeah. Because Very cool you place. guys have been really helpful. We got trivia questions from you guys. We did not. I got trivia questions she from you guys. She got trivia questions and I um, had to avoid that like a <laughs> minefield. Uh, and it was really fun to hear the que- to like read the questions because there were some really good ones that I never would have thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I have some for next season too. So. That's awesome. Cool. Um, and then uh, we've gotten feedback from people like in real life mm-hmm. um, that I never would have expected to watch it or to listen to it. Yeah. So for those of you who are not going to find us on Twitter, that's fine. Twitter is going to be where we post any sort of updates. But right. um, if you're just here for the show, uh, that's great. Please like and review it or, or whatever you do. Five star review it and, and leave a comment. Yeah. As long as you do five stars, you can say whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've said that. But five stars on iTunes. I don't know if you can rate it on anything else. I think you can. Probably, but I don't know how. Um, Five stars on iTunes. Figure out how to rate us, please. Would be fantastic. And hey, if you know somebody who might be into Boy Meets World, everybody was into Boy Meets World, send it their way. Say, hey, check this dumb show out with these dumb people. There are some people who have never seen it before. Mm. Have them watch the show and listen to us. That's what I want more than anything in the world. In fact, I want to do an episode with somebody who is watching it for the first time. Almost like a kids react, only like people react to Boy Meets World for the first time. Yeah, (gasps) that's what I want. That's a great idea. You are the smartest. Well, it's going to be very hard to make that happen. It will be. Because how many people haven't seen it? Anyway, uh, so if you you like our show, check us out. Um, Send us to a friend. Find us on Twitter, but definitely review us on iTunes. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. If you listen on iTunes or on an iPod or whatever, I mean iPod, what year is this? It's 1994 um, on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Review us there. It'd be really appreciated. Uh, we also want to hit all 50 states, so we're working on that. Yeah. Right now we're at like 25 states. I want to hit the other 25 so yes. bad. So we're going to need to find some people in Montana. <laughs> Uh, we know someone in Montana. Hannah? Hannah Montana. <laughs> yeah. All right, so thank you for joining us. This is Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 2, Episode 2. Class dismissed.